It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Friends. With Susie Ruffle and Tom Allen. This week we will be talking about books. Maybe gay books. Some gay books. Some gay books. <laughs> books liked by gay... Books liked by us. Um, have you read many gay books, Susie? I've read some, yeah. I've read a lot of Sarah Waters, classic lesbian. Oh, nev- classic lesbian. Does that mean a classic lesbian? What does that mean? That oh, she's it, dressed in old-fashioned clothing? Do you mean it works both for her? Okay, fine. Because she does write about. Uh, it could be considered classic, mm-hmm. and she could be considered a classic. Oh, okay. Uh, what? What is she? So, what is it? What is it all about? Generally, there'll be some, there'll be a character that's out and fine with it. Then there'll be a character who's probably married Uh, in, like, the 50s. Oh, so it's set... It's a period thing. It's a period thing. So, consistently, you know, there'll be... There's a wartime one. There's one in the 20s. There's one in the the 30s, maybe? They're they're just doing around the place. (laughs) The 20s, the 30s. I'd like if you just listed all the decades. The 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, and 90s. Did she... What, what's her famous one? Tipping the Velvet. I thought so. Okay. You see, I should have watched that, shouldn't I, when that was on television? It was very good. I had a, I had sort of a moment with mm. it. That sounds really oh, rude. <laughs> no, dear, no. <laughs> I remember seeing it and being a bit, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, I think I might be a bit like that. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Think what, Victorian? That. Victorian, yeah. Yeah. A, a performer, a music hall star. <laughs> that's what it's about. One of them's in the music hall, which I love. I think I remember this, yes. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's great. It's it's really great. They're doing a, there's, there's a play of it at the moment that's touring the country. Oh, they are really uh, taking it, taking it to the nth degree. Yeah, that. Mm. Do you read a lot of gay books? Um, well, the books themselves aren't actually gay because the book can't have us anyway. Uh, yeah, I, so I was doing, as you were saying, Sarah Waters, I suppose Alan Hollinghurst is the equivalent of that in sort of gay terms, maybe. Okay, and what maybe. does he write about? Gays. I've not read any of his. Um, well, you know what? I was going to try and lie and say I've read all of his. I've only read uh, The Line of Beauty, which I think won the Booker Prize. One of them prizes, you know, that the books win. Yep. The Line of Beauty. And they turned it into 
a TV serial with Matthew from Downton Abbey. Uh, Dan... Is it Dan Stevens? Dan I've Stevenson? got no idea. I don't know. That's probably wrong. But I never watched the adaptation, but I did read the book, and I liked it, actually. It's all sort of set in in the 80s, in, um, in sort of around Hampstead and sort of North London, and like the character in, in The Line of Beauty, he lives with a Tory minister. And there's like oh. one scene where Maggie Thatcher comes around for a piano recital. Um, and it's it's kind of, that's, I don't know, yeah, it's, it's, they're good. I mean, I don't know if I related to it directly. It all had this sort of Oxbridge thing. Right. I think like in a lot of literature, like to be... Or not to be. To be <laughs> is a question, but also like you seem to have had to go to Oxbridge or live on like a council estate in the north and be a boxer to be an interesting game. Nothing else seems to kind of cut Letter. the mustard. Nothing yeah. else in between. Yeah, nothing no, else in between. No, that, that, that is true. That is true. Well, you, you gave me Tales of the City, didn't you? Well, Tales of the City I do love, yeah. Which yeah. I really like as well, which is by... Have you read by, by Armistead Maupin? Oh, that's how I say it. Yeah, Tom had to say that bit Ma- because... Mo- it might not be right. Every time I say it, it going, I'm sure no. it's wrong. Well... Um, but are you enjoying them? Yes, I've read maybe six of them. Oh, that's or five of them. Okay, that's the, so you've read the original bulk of them. Yes, five, yeah, which I loved. They're yeah, great, really, really good. If you've not read it, it's the, like set in San Francisco. Oh, they're so great. It's just so cool, and everyone's a bit. There's gay characters and there's lesbian characters and there's straight characters and there's a trans yeah. character, which must have been so f- forward thinking. Sounds I know that. No, sort of. I think it was. I think it was. I think it, if you've never read them, they were written uh, for. A newspaper. I can't yeah. remember which one. I don't know if it's like the San Francisco, San Francisco. Chronicle. Yeah, something, something like or, that. Um, and they were, so they're written in quite short, sharp bursts. And so you can read them. They're kind of real page turners. Yeah. But I think it was the first time I read those. My friend Sid gave them to me uh, and sort of made me read them almost. And I think it was the first time I'd ever gone, oh, so you can be like happy and gay. <laughs> like, yeah, because a lot of those gay books and like gay movies or TV yeah. shows, there is always sort of a, a sideline of it being like, this person's gay they're also their life's also slightly tragic yeah there's always something tragic about it and even the sort of sadder moments that come into those books are still kind of dealt with in this sort of this kind of wave of positivity everything's like you can live the life whatever life you want to live and be happy and be still be funny and quirky yeah it's not all I, I, i read them very recently right um at your suggestion. Thank you. No problem. Uh, but I think if I had read them when I was sort of 17, 18, I would have yeah. found them enormously liberating. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, I bet. Yeah, I think they're great. And they're really great. Did you ever read any, like, gay literature as as a teenager? No, not really. I would watch sort of... I, I'd. No, I didn't... I didn't at all. I was so... Um, I would have been very scared of someone finding that. Yeah. So I mean, I used I would... to sometimes flick to the underwear section of the uh, Littlewoods catalogue. But <laughs> oh, no, I, I would do the same. As, um, I would do the same as that. But uh, I, um, yeah, you'd be scared of someone finding it. Yeah. I remember mm. staying up late to watch Queer as Folk. Oh, yeah, I used to do that. Because yeah. Yeah. I knew they weren't the same gays as me, but I knew that I somehow related to them. Well, yeah, I've, I mean, do you know I've never I mean? met anybody quite like those gays. No. <laughs> yeah. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm it doing was... it. I'm really doing it. That's the line yeah. I remember Nathan saying. Are you talking about the American one? No, no, no. I'm talking about the British one. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, have, I did like it. I did. I did. Not, I did like it. I, I did, and I did watch it avidly. I suppose I just sort of sometimes think mm, it. Took, it sort of conditioned me to think, oh God, I've got to be like that if I'm going to be gay. Yeah, I think and it I'm does do that. Of, I've always felt like I haven't lived up to it, but that's probably unfair. The pressure on that show to be like as the first thing. And also, yeah, there must be an enormous pressure to be like represent everyone. Yeah. But then I would be the first person to say like when people say, oh, you know, you represent lesbians. I'm like, no, 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 no. I no. Rep- I rep- 
<laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, you know. No, but I, I represent me. Sure, that you do do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, but yeah, there, there must have been that. There must have been a huge pressure on the writers and the actors and queers folk to sort of. We're doing it. We're really doing it. That. Uh, or I'm really doing it. I think is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like that? I mean, I I really enjoyed. Um, she had a very forward-thinking English teacher who made us read two weeks with the Queen. Have you ever heard of that? No. And it's about an Australian boy who comes to England on a trip. And he thinks he's going to meet the Queen, and but he doesn't. But he ends up meeting a gay man who I think has a partner who... It's all written, written in the 80s. So I think the partner dying was of AIDS. dying of AIDS, which was classic. you know, a classic sort of theme in a lot of gay literature uh, for all of my <laughs> younger years. But it was kind of quite forward-thinking of him to get us to read that. And there was no sort of homophobia in our class, actually, at that point. Well, that was very lucky. And then, I, and then we read uh, The Buddha of Suburbia, which is not a gay book, but does sort of explore sexuality. And I remember thinking, oh, that's all. Oh, you can be... Oh, you can be different. Oh, you can be something it's different. It's not all about Jane Austen. No, it's not. Although, um, in many ways it is now. But for me, um, <laughs> it's very much about bonnets. But <laughs> that's mainly because of my driving lessons. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I did, and I think Alan Bennett as well. That was the mm. big thing for me as a teenager. Who came out very yeah, recently. I didn't but yeah, I, I didn't realise he did come I mean, I think it's one of those things where he famously said, uh, asking me what my sexual preference is, is like asking a man crawling through the desert whether what sort of water he'd like, whether he'd like Perrier or or not, or, or still or sparkling or something, which I thought was a funny Yeah, but he sort of said it on the record, didn't he? Oh, is that what in that, that interview that I shared on Facebook the did other day? Did you not read it? Of course not. No, I, did, I did read it. Um, is that? Oh, is that an official coming out? Well, I don't think it's an official coming out, but I think he sort of spoke about it more openly than he had before. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said. I mean, just like how honest he is about. Yeah, things. he's great. I, I like a lot of his work. I remember reading um, ta- um, Talking Heads. Yeah, and uh, and loving them. And then we got to the monologue called A Chip in the Sugar. Are you aware of that? No, I'm not. A go-to monologue for the uh, closeted homosexual teenager. Oh. Um, if you were auditioning for drama school circa 2001, as indeed I was. Uh, and you don't, like, as a teenager, I didn't realise, like, why was this man so fond of his mother? And then at the end, <laughs> they have an argument, and he says, I'm just reading my books. And she says, you're not reading your books. She says, He says, yes, I am. They're just my chess books. Chess men. And you go, oh, so he's gay as well. And I didn't realise I'd been reading about a gay character. It was a very sort of, like, I remember it being, like, a very powerful moment. Did you have a eureka moment? Kind of, yeah. But it being it being my teenage years, it was more... <gasps> Don't tell anyone. Yeah. <gasps> oh God! Run away! Run for the hills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's um. That's interesting. Because like, they they do. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've done a lot of sort of Alan Bennett adaptations. Yes. And that seems to be not that common, but it has been with Sarah Waters mm. having a, a TV adaptations. They've done a fair few of them. And I haven't always watched them because I think I always feel a thing of like, well, no, this is my special. Like thing. thing, and I think Alan, well, I know it's Alan Bennett who said like good literature should feel like what is it a hand reaching across through the darkness through across the ages to you, no matter when it was written. Oh wow! Yeah, it's in Untold Stories, um, and and he sort of compares it to stand up. Actually, he says stand, you know, good stand ups do that. They kind of reach into your moments, your intimate sort of moments of your life. Ooh, I say, uh, and and go, oh, I'm like that too. Um, and he says that sort of. You know, the, the modern stand-up does that. But I think, yeah, so I'm always a bit like, no, I don't want to watch it with famous people in it. I just want it my, on my terms how I imagine it in my mind. Yeah, I can see what you mean about that. 
I can see what you mean about that. Although I have loved a couple of the uh, Sarah Waters adaptations. Oh, have you? Yeah, you're not selfish like I am with mine. Particularly the Night Watch. Oh. Which is set in wartime Britain, which oh. is a period in time that I love. I'm sure it was terrifying. <laughs> but um, Great for dramas. Great for Is it like dramas. Foil's War? A little. Mm, I but love there's, that. But Anna Maxwell Martin's in it. Oh, well, you can't go wrong with her. Bloody love her. She's great. She's brilliant, isn't she? She's playing a lesbian. I mean, it was literally like all my birthdays had come at once. <laughs> what? We're in wartime. Anna Maxwell Martin's in it. And she's gay. This is great. <laughs> I'm never leaving the house. I'm watching this on repeat. Was it like The Land Girls? Yes, just like that. Oh, really? What happens? Well, no, that she she is she's she's a girl that's on because you know all the men have left. All the men have left. A perfect setting for, for a, a lesbian, lesbian drama. drama. Exactly. A llama, if you will. A llama. Yeah. So um, she's just someone that goes out in the night, and she's sort of like not really an air raid warden, but she sort of has to go and wander a around. Sexy like, air raid warden. A sexy air raid warden, <laughs> which obviously is one of those. That's the other thing I always find with a lot of those adaptations. It's always like, well, I didn't think those characters were that attractive. Actually, what's like that? Brokeback Mountain. Yes. If you read the book of it, they're supposed to be so ugly. They're, that's the point. Really? They're just ugly boys who live in the countryside who just kind of end up doing this job. And they both, the one's described as having such buck teeth that he could take something out of a jar out of a jar without mo- or, I don't know something like he's not they're not supposed to be attractive and they just sort of chose like the most handsome oh actors in God, Hollywood yeah. I'm like that's them and you go well, look we don't have to be like you can't just be ordinary looking sorry I interrupted you no it's okay I, I, do, do you like the film Brokeback Mountain? yeah of course I haven't seen it since I saw it at the cinema no me neither I found it very emotional very emotional I mean there's the sex scene yeah um which isn't emotional. No, that's quite quick, quite, if anything. Yeah, and quite. In fact, I felt a bit cheated. <laughs> <laughs> a bit animal. Very animal. Very animal in a tent. But it did make me want to go hiking, so I suppose that's no bad thing. That's no bad thing. That's no bad thing. Have you seen the other good gay films lately? Um, no. Uh, no, I, have, I am trying to think if I've seen. Uh, did you see The Pride? Oh, I saw Pride, yeah, which again I was all re- reluctant to go and see, and then my friend said, no, come on. And I did really like oh, it. Oh, I loved it. I was such a fan of it. You have to like it. I yeah, it made me. I mean, Amanda Staunton again. Can't go wrong. You cannot. She could do anything. I mean, I saw her in Gypsy a couple of weeks ago. Flawless. Flawless without flaws. Just amazing. Without flaws. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see a gay James Bond. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. I don't know whether that will ever happen. I don't think it ever will. But it would be. It would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? If there was a homoerotic subtext. One of the. One of the. Is it no, Pussy Galore? Yeah. She, in the book, I think, I might be wrong, Pussy Galore is supposed to be gay. Oh, really? And then in the like film... Like she gets pussies galore? Well, I don't <laughs> know if that's what he was thinking. But in the book, yeah, I think she's supposed to be... A bit like, sapphic. She's supposed to be gay. Yeah, she's supposed to be a bit sapphic. And then they changed it for the film. Of course they bloody did. Yeah, of course they did. But that would have been interesting. Yeah. You don't get enough... You don't get... There's not enough gay people in films. It's always something. Yeah, it's something quite tragic. It's always there's never like oh, and by the way, they're gay. But that's not really what the story's about. It's always yeah, it's about always, them being gay. And then they were gay. Exactly. And that's like a full time job. You don't get paid for it. No, no. I mean, the if uh, anything, it's expensive to do. It's expensive. All those outfits. Um, the the wire. Oh yeah. That has that has two gay characters in it. Oh, it does. Have I've you ever never seen watched it? it. No, I've heard. I it's only great. watched a bit of it. Everybody went on about how great it was, so I thought I'd better watch the first few. And yeah, the female police officer who is in, who's like his co- colleague, mm. he goes around to her house and she's there with her girlfriend. And I don't know if he knows she's gay at that point. I can't remember. There's a character in House that's gay. He's played by Olivia mm. Wilde, who Ooh. is hot. 
Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend told me that every time she comes on the screen, I make a grunting noise that's quite Ooh. horrid. <laughs> that Apparently, she comes horrid. on the screen and yeah. I just go, mm. Oh, that's not the noise no, I No, not grunting. Maybe just. Well, like, mm. <laughs> no, not like barking. <laughs> just like, mmm, <laughs> delicious. But oh. she's gay in house. They sort of make a thing out of it. She's gay in house. She's gay yeah. in house. She's the in house gay. <laughs> she's the in house. Yeah. Everyone simply. We don't must like to outsource. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's not enough, is there? Well, no, I suppose there could always be more. Um, do you think? Do you know what? In fairness, there is quite a lot of gay male representation. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to question that. I feel like I'd be doing myself out of a job, but yeah. No. You know. No, no, I agree. Um, no, no, but I think yeah, there. I think there are perhaps a few more gay Would be ma- men on on screen. I suppose not. Not particularly in narrative things. In no. entertainment things. Yeah, I think that's true. We're always we're often seen like, oh, that's okay, but it's kind of harder. I think for. But gays seem to be fun. Gay boys. Do you th- yeah, that's do you think there's still that perception? I yes. think so. Or sort of like a catty gay that's sort of quite acerbic. Yes. Oh, yeah, very acerbic. Which mean, you're very acerbic, so... Thank you. Which mean, we say cliche, but... I mean, cliche or what? Cliche or what? Um, what other what other books do you like to well, read? Well, of course, No Coward. No Coward? You've read any... He's only got a couple of novels. Yeah, I've read bits and pieces. That's I like his songs more. Yeah, the songs how I got into him at first. And then the, there's the plays... But yeah, they're not. Nothing's explicitly gay. Either. No, no, it's not. But it's all just. It's all quite clever. It just sort of yeah. And I think that's the thing as well. Like there's sort of an aesthetic. Mm. But I suppose people go, well, you can't say there's a gay aesthetic. Just, well, I think it is. I remember liking him and not knowing why, and then at the end it all sort of tied up. Yeah. Do you like Alan Bennett and Noel Coward? Do you yes. like Oscar Wilde? Here, yeah. have this gay card. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It all goes, oh, but it's sort of inexplicably. But um, it's very interesting because gay men seem to write very well for women, as oh. in characters. So like, if you look at sort of stuff like Oscar Wilde, so oh, only when like I was training at drama school. Lady, Lady Windermere's fan. Lady Windermere's fan, or uh, The Importance of Being Earnest, or oh, yes. the, now what is it called? The, yeah, oh my God. By. Husband, mm-hmm. something husband. Uh, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to say a good husband. No, what? That's no, terrible. I can't remember. Th- that's a really bad idea. Oh. Oh. I mean, I'm going to have to Google it. a woman it. of no importance. Yes, the idea, an ideal yes. husband. No, a woman of no importance. So there's an amazing character in it called Hester Worsley. And oh. it's sort of my dream role, isn't he? Oh. People that want to put well, on plays listening. The um, they, um, she's a fantastic character. Massively ahead of her time. American. She sort of, she comes over from the States to England to meet these sort of city women, these soci- socialites, I guess. Mm. And she comes over with the assumption they're all going to be women that are sort of forward thinking and they've got, they've got everything so they can, they can have opinions on things and uh, they can talk about art and culture. Yeah. And she comes over to just find they all are just very happy to sort of settle and be wives uh, and be told what to do. That, and she's do what by their husbands. And she's got this amazing speech where she's really calling them out and saying like, you know, your husband's a philanderer and your husband's a drunk and you allow this to happen. How you're sort of, you know, you, you're the most powerful women in the country. Oh. How have you allowed this to happen? And Oscar, oh my God, I remember the first time I read it, I was like, this is just su- such an inspiring piece of writing for a woman. Yeah. I did like a monologue from it once when I was at, at drama school and it, it was just, she, yeah, he wrote particularly well for women. Ah, I suppose in an age, the, the talking about writing for women, like I always think Ibsen with The Doll's House, we had to study that so much. And I always think, oh, is that, you know, 
That was when you think that was the only sort of representations of women. Not the only, but that seems to be Chekhov as well. He wrote oh, very well for women. Yeah, three I sisters and Ibsen and Oscar Wilde. There were obviously other people. But the, it was just the two of them. Just, just the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Oscar Wilde. Yeah, it was good, wasn't he? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Have you ever been to Gaze the Word? I the love bookshop, Gaze the Word. The film Pride. It's lovely there. It's that's, such... A lot of people don't realise that's an actual bookshop. The bookshop that's featured in the film Pride actually exists and is yeah. in Bloomsbury, not far from King's Cross. And you should go. Everybody should go there. It's great. They have great cards. They have great cards and Gr- it's really nice. And the service is always they lovely. All, yeah, they're great. And they're really like, oh, do you like that book? Oh, you'd like this. Yeah. And they have magazines and um, and they have some gay erotica literature as well, which gay erotic fiction, which I've never read. No, but they have sort of great coffee table books. Which I love a coffee table book. Oh. Oh, I love it. Well, what I was going to suggest is maybe we should do the um, the top and bottom. The, oh, um, the, the feature that we started last week and will probably never continue. Yes, or maybe next week if we um, do bottom and top. If we uh, if we reverse and... the uh, <laughs> if we reverse the order that we've recorded them and which they go out. But um, well, my top should I no I'll st- no yeah my top five reads I think. Okay, go for it. Hit me. Oh, no, I don't know if these are any good, really. But no, t- oh, yeah, no, what I wrote them as top five uh, books to put on your coffee table to impress people. So they're not top five gay reads. Oh, okay, but the, yeah, if you've, yeah, I, I like this, go. Um, the touring programme from uh, Elaine Page's recent show, Page by Page by Page. Love, love, love. Some beautiful pictures of dear Ilana. Oh. I had a very funny moment with a friend when I said, oh, my God, have you heard Elaine Page has come out? <laughs> and he's just like, oh my god, how brave of her! How brave like, at her age. Like, oh no, 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 no! I'm so sorry. It's Ellen Page. Ellen Page has come out. <laughs> she must have got that a lot. I am just not that good at reading. <laughs> well, who knows what's around the corner? Um, I would say to impress people. Oh yeah, always have a copy of The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. Doesn't matter if you haven't read it. Just, just have, have it, out. it out. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. I would also say Wolf Hall. Oh, um, yes. Not gay at all. Well, I mean, it's. I liked it, and I'm gay, so you know. Who it's knows? A, it's a broad church. It's a broad church. And I think um, I think the thing is, it's a, they're, they're both hefty tomes, so they're like six to 800 pages, so people will go, oh. Oh. You're a reader. A reader. Yeah. A learned. Um, and then uh, I would say, oh, yeah, get a copy. Oh, Mario Testino. Maybe get a oh, Mario Testino. Yeah. Like um, Any Objections is a good one. I've got an Anne Leibovitz book. Oh. She's sort of quite a famous lesbian Yes, yeah. And it's quite good having that out. Just like, oh, yeah, guys, I look at pictures. Well, sure. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's like I'm, I read so much. Sometimes I just have to have books that are full of pictures. Like, who I'm, actually looks through those picture books? Like, maybe you look, look through them once. Yeah, I've got Judy Dench's Scenes from My Life. It's excellent. <gasps> Oh, that would be a good one to have out. Does it have one of her in one of her lovely um, Hampstead Bazaar scarves? Yes, one hundred percent. Oh, I bet it. And does. then it has that picture of her playing Ophelia in. Oh, when she was like twenty-three. <gasps> oh, how lovely! What it's a great. lovely thing. What Picture's a lovely in the middle. thing. What a lovely read. Um, maybe a a copy of a wallpaper magazine. Oh yeah. A pointless magazine. Yeah. Definitely get it. Put it or out. Or like there. a fabulous gentleman. Is that a magazine? Fantastic gentleman. Fan- fantastic man. Yeah, fantastic I like man. fantastic man. I also enjoy. Um, the lady. The gentlewoman, I think you're thinking of. Yes. Is the one that Angela Lansbury was famously on the cover with her red glasses. Yes. Those are nice books. Yeah, I mean, magazines that, you know, they're, they're just very impress people. They're just impressive. And I think a coffee table is. It's like if the nothing, main reason not, I went to see the Alexander McQueen exhibition was so I could tell people that I'd been to the Alexander McQueen exhibition. You could have just lied. You could have got the book. 
But it was great. Was and it? guys, I went to the Alexander McQueen exhibition, so... I don't know if you're aware, but Susie actually went to the exhibition. She was actually there. Actually there. Um, so those, I think those are five. And then my bottom five, thank you, uh, Closer magazine. Bad. I read it, or, cl- or one of its affiliates over sum- over the summer had the headline, um, My Grandmother Was Killed by a Whoopee Cushion. <laughs> No one is going to look up to you if you read the books like that. No, I love it when they've got things on the front like prizes, quiz, death, real life. <laughs> oh, God. Real life. Um, I would say 1984. No one's going to be impressed by that. It's very depressing as a book. Very depressing book. It's only about three or 400 pages, but it still stays with me as one of the most depressing books I've ever read. Yes. I mean, you should read it. You, you should really read to, it. Guys. You really ought to. Um, I would say uh, home-based catalogue. You get it for free. Very dull. Very dull. I mean, even those, you know, even they don't even have models to demonstrate things. There's nothing even to project your future happiness on. No, absolutely not. Um, bad reads. What would not be a fun read? Um, for a gay or just for a person? For anyone. Or what would not be a good book to have on your own? <laughs> Gays own? are also people. You <laughs> <laughs> just made that really queer. <laughs> you just said make that really queer as well. <laughs> you just need to make that really queer. Um, uh, I would say anything racist. <laughs> obviously, really anything offensive. Mein yeah. Kampf. Yeah, anybody. Although, if you study history, like my friend studies studied history at university, and so her bookshelf is full of like Hitler biographies, which are sort of like you know core reading. Of course. For but you, uh, you know twentieth century. But then I guess you if you around. put it under your bed, it looks even it worse. It looks even worse. Because then, because I always think, what if I died and someone had to come and, <laughs> come to my house and like mom? <laughs> oh god! Oh, we didn't think about this. Yeah. Oh god, she's a terrible racist. Thank God we didn't find out. Why <laughs> so I think those are my those are my bottom reads. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go for it. Go okay, if books. you could suggest one read to people that are listening today, what would you suggest? Tales of the City. Particularly the early ones. Yeah. yeah. I would say the, the city. first they're just They're easy to read in a really happy way. They're not light. They're not trashy. They're just, they're just very engaging they're and fun. fun reads. Yeah. I think they're really great. Um, yeah, they were the most sort of role modeling thing I read. Well, that's a great suggestion. Isn't I, it? I agree. Thank I agree. you. Thank you. Well, that's all from us uh, like-minded friends this week. Yeah. Uh, please do join us again next week. Oh, please. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you, sound, you sound furious at the idea of them joining us. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 